Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. So, let me pray, and then let's get into it. Lord, I thank you that you've given us this opportunity uh, your children, this opportunity to worship you, even though we can't gather together, uh, that we are able to connect in one way, shape or form. Lord, I thank you that uh, you've given us the opportunity to speak into your kingdom, to, to live in your kingdom and to be able to glorify you in each of our communities, Lord. So Lord, I just pray right now that we continue to glorify you through worship and worship what I mean is that the words that you placed on my heart are not of mine, but of you. Lord, I pray that the people that are listening in their living rooms, Lord, uh, through their phones, through their computers, through their TVs, Lord, that we can receive what you're trying to say individually through our open hearts. I pray for your spirit to just wash through our open hearts to be able to see your light even in the darkest situations. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet. So I'm hoping that we can follow through, and there's going to be a whole heap of Bible verses in there, and that's the reason why I've, I've asked you to quickly go grab a pen and paper because I'm not expecting you to chuck down the actual Bible verse, like the, the everything within the Bible verse, just the actual reference to it so that you can go and highlight it in your Bibles or highlight it in your, your glowing Bible. Um, and whatever's going to be able to be uh, a reference for you in this time um, when sometimes it seems like it might be a little bit dark at the time. Message today is not afraid in the unknown. Not afraid in the unknown. And the reason why, I will explain it later on, is that we need to put our hope in the source of hope. So most mornings this week I've been waking up with a heavy heart. With everything going on around the world and within Australia and with all the changes being put in place by the government, I naturally went to a place of sadness, knowing that church life as we know it will not be the same. And in in fact, for a considerable number of people, life in general will not be the same. The coronavirus or COVID-19 is rapidly spreading. Businesses are closing and people are without work. The stock market has been dropping and people are panicking in more ways than one. I've had several conversations with people involved in church leadership from different churches over the last couple of days and weeks. And it seems that the consensus continues to be. As followers of God, knowing the truth and the true life that is promised through the Bible, we need to adopt and become the images and actions of God's promise. Showing people hope in the hopeless times. Unfortunately, this situation seems to be only getting worse and the restrictions or the restriction measures being put in place by the government are tightening in days, which sometimes feels unfair but needs to be happen to, happen to prevent the, the spread of this virus. The way I see it, we as children have one of four options. First option is, 
Not to be phased about, we can go into this, this phase of not to be phased with what's going on and become annoyed and frustrated or upset because the things that have been implemented are affecting our normal day, our life as we normally know it, which is underreacting. Number two, we can act in a natural human way like we have seen as we walk into the shops and we've witnessed over the last couple of weeks. Acting in emotions of fear and confusion. Buying extra hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and stocking up and bunkering down for the next three months or so. Number three, we can adopt all the measures recommended and put in place by the government, isolate completely, and sit back and ride this season out until it's over. And then hope as Christians, and as people, that we can just pick up where we left off. Or four, we can follow what the Bible tells us to do. We can be the salt and the light. We can bring faith, our faith, into action. People need hope. And God's children need to be there to point people to that source. In saying all of this, I'm reaching out to everyone that we journey with here in Penrith and beyond to think outside of the box in this time. Yes, there are a lot of things that are going on and it is hard to concentrate on anything other than our basic needs for us and our families, especially since you walk into the supermarket and some of the shelves are really, really bare and it is really upsetting. But there are people that we live amongst that may be travelling even harder with job loss on the rapid rise, the normal way of living completely changed and things we previously rely on are no more. Whether this is for a short period or a long period, we need to replace our eyes and worldview with God's, even in the hardest times. I don't pretend to be an expert in this and I don't claim to have all the answers. I don't know where this is going to go and what the outcome is going to be. But I want to try to speak into this whole situation from a faith perspective. Will you allow me to do that? So start getting your pens ready because I'm going to start giving you some Bible verses because we need to speak some truth into this situation. Last week I shared about my personal experience in taking the invitation from God to go beyond sitting on a cliff edge where it was my norm to be able to experience and to be able to sit with God And that cliff edge was looking into the valley and seeing the beauty that was around that. But God took me in an invitation to be able to go into the valley. I shared my sense of fear and being afraid as I walked down the cliff edge. Those emotions that I don't normally adopt, but but as I'm walking down, I'm getting this confusion. Why am I feeling this? And then once I was in the valley... I had that sense of confusion and frustration and the temptation just to give up washing over me. In the last week that has just gone, God kind of took me on a different journey in relation to everything that is happening in the world and me finally realising that this is real. With professional sports, conferences, concerts and worldwide uh, concerts, cancelling and suspension of their seasons worldwide. 
Cafes, restaurants, clubs, pubs and businesses having to make hard decisions about their employees and consequently shutting their doors. Travel bans being put into place and state and national borders shutting. Schools are all going online and some are even closing down during this period and grocery stores are becoming out of stock of more and more things that have become our useful things in our everyday lives. What are we going to do? How are we going to react? So for me personally, and this is just from a personal point of view, first thing that I'm going to do is not make any long-term or permanent decisions today. I've found in times of crisis and panic, it is not best to project out into our future. It's always best to make wise decisions based on what we know today. And with the continually changing climate that is happening around us, with the amount of people getting infected and the restrictions being put in place to prevent the spread, things seem to be changing every couple of days. In my previous job, one of the things that I gained a lot of knowledge in was dealing with crisis situations and how to contain and isolate things around us but still be effective in your main objective. We as disciples of Jesus need to rely on what we have learned and experienced through our own personal journey with Christ to be able to be effective to our main objective. That is being image bearers and reflections of Jesus and the love that God has for the world that he created. But how do we do that? Well, the filter that forms our decisions is different to someone that does not know Jesus personally. I'm going to repeat that again. The filter that forms our decisions is different to someone that doesn't know Jesus personally. Why? Well, first one is, we are not of this world. In John 17, just getting the slides um, reacting for you guys, hoping. Nope. There we go. In John 17, 16, it says this, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. This is Jesus speaking to his father, praying to his father about his disciples, the people that journey with him, that know him personally and that have had that journey with him. Jesus turns around to God and says, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. Jesus refers to his disciples whilst praying to his father. We, second thing is, so we are not of this world. The second thing is we are not to be conformed by this world. In Romans 12, it says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by the changing the way you think. That redirection, that repaving of your brainwaves. Then you will learn to know God's will for you in every situation, which is good and pleasing and perfect taking our eyes and our way of thinking and replacing them with God's. So why can we be different? Why do we have to live like those who have no hope? Because we have experienced hope from the source of hope, 
then we need to reflect and share that hope to all. In Romans 15.3 it says this. 15.13, sorry. It says, God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. It doesn't say, depending on the situation, I will put my trace and faith in God. It says, the source of hope will completely fill you with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then it goes on and says this, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the hope that we need to share. This is the hope that people need to see, the need to feel, the need to experience during this time. So that is why the message this morning is called Not Afraid in the Unknown because if we trust in the source of hope, we can be assured that God is in this. There's three ways that we are not like this world and I want you to write these down. The first one is we live by faith, not by fear. We live by faith, not by fear. In John 14, we find this is where Jesus is comforting his disciples about what is yet to come. And he says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe in me also. Believe also in me. Jesus explains here that he has already prepared what is to come. But do not, uh, but do we have the willingness to believe in him to bring that into fruition, even in the darkest times? In John 14, 27, it says this, Peace I live, leave with you. Peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. So the peace that he leaves with us and that he gives us, that he has gifted us, I do not give you as the world gives. I do, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. First, I'm going to have to get you to direct this. It's not working. That's right. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I love the passage translation with this, this verse. It says this, just listen to these words. Uh, and sometimes as you guys have been journeying with me, as I've been exploring this, this new, uh, this new area of, um, where God is taking me, I've been wanting to hear different ways of being able to express from the authors that have actually originally written this. And in the Passion Translation it says this, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear and be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Now, immediately when I hear that word courageous, It takes me to a different part of the Bible. It takes me to Joshua. This is God speaking to Joshua. Very similar to the words that he spoke to Moses. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. 
for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It doesn't matter whether you're traveling in the valley or whether you're traveling in the highest cliffs. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The people of Israel didn't know what to expect. They heard that they were going to take on Jerusalem. Uh, they were going to take, uh, um, take down the walls of Jericho and they were going to infiltrate Jericho. But the thing that they didn't understand is that they had all these, these weaponry to be able to do it. But God turns around and goes, no, it's not by your power that this is going to happen. It's by me. He turns to Joshua. And he goes, this is how it's going to happen. But first, you need to surrender to me so that you allow me to do that through you. The plans that he's already put in place. Didn't know what to expect. There's another part in John 14 that I wanted to uh, to explore this morning. And it is about peace. So I'm going to bring it back up just that little bit more. Here it is here. I leave the peace with you, my peace. The peace that goes beyond human understanding. God is not just sitting in heaven thinking about the COVID-19. I didn't see that coming. He's not sitting up there going, oh, I'm surprised by that. We need to hold on to this truth. Our God is faithful. He is in control. Our God is good. He has a plan. Our God won't leave us. He will not forsake us. He is working in all things for the good of his people and his kingdom and his creation. We need to start living by the promise, the pots of gold in the Bible, instead of just reading it. Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. We are not to panic, but we need to find peace. We are not fearful, but we need to have faith. For we live by faith, not by sight. Yes, we may be seeing some really disturbing things that have been happening during this season, but we don't live by sight. We live that our great God, the source of hope that we rely on, will come through. So first one is we live by faith, not by fear. Second one is we are sacrificial, not selfish. In Paul's letters to the believers of Philippi, He writes this, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others is better as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take the interests in others too. What interests are you taking in others? Not only in this time, but what is God doing in your life for you to be able to connect? During the early church, they faced extreme persecution, losing life for their faith. The first century Christians didn't hoard their goods during this time. 
They weren't rushing to the Jerusalem supermarket to grab emergency supplies to bunker down. Why was that? Because they had faith in what God was doing. We are the body of Christ and we are to put others ahead of ourselves. In Acts 2, 44 to 46, it says this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Even though we can't meet together in the temple courts, there are several ways that technology allows us to be able to meet and check in. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. Even though it might be between a screen, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Every day they continued to meet. So how are we finding ways to connect? How are we finding ways to show love? How are we finding ways to meet the needs of people in your world? It is so easy just to pack up shop and then hope You can just start again when it's all over. I want to encourage you this morning to display your faith in action and worship, not just once a week, daily. I think one of the biggest tests of the church worldwide is not just to go back to the way we did church before, but once this is all over, to seek what God is wanting us to do through and from this experience. Even though we can't meet together, Don't stop worshipping. Don't stop seeking God. There is plenty of ways to connect, reach out and show love or check in with each other, pray for each other, worship together, uplift each other and journey this time together. We can do it via a phone. We can do it via the internet like we're doing right now. We can do it via email. We can do it via so many different social networks. But make sure we do not lose connection with one another. Just because we can't physically be together doesn't mean that we have to be disconnected. In Acts 2, 46-47, it says this, and I repeat, as I said before, every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. The most powerful thing we can do as Christians is actually show Jesus' love, not just tell people of it. To actually show our faith in action, our hope in action, rather than just telling people about it. With all my heart, I believe God will use this time for good. As he does not waste anything, All we need to do is turn to Jesus. So first one was, we live by faith, not by fear. The second one is, is we are sacrificial, not selfish. And the last one this morning is, we shine the light and we do not hide it. In Matthew 5, 14 to 16, it says this, You are the light of the world, like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. 
Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the household, everyone in your location, everyone that you come into contact with. Think about it that way. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out that all can see so that everyone will praise your, ours, Heavenly Father. During this time, people are afraid, unsettled, anxious, looking for hope. We need to be able to point people to that hope through our actions and our faith, knowing that God, the source of hope, will prevail. Point people to hope in this time. Shine the true light in the dark situations. Give love in whatever way we can, providing that we keep the social distancing. This virus may be highly contagious, but my prayer is that the hope that comes from Jesus is more contagious than this virus can ever be through his children. Spreading hope, spreading love, spreading light and life of Christ is what we need to do. I am believing the love and hope of Jesus will spread faster than this virus will in the next couple of weeks and months. We do not need to panic or worry or be anxious if we set our eyes on Jesus and turn to the word of truth. As I said in the past, for us to be an effective, to be effective and be able to journey through any of the valleys that life may take us, we need to have a battle plan. And as I said at the beginning of this, this service, beginning of my message is that I want you to write these down. I want this to be something that you can refer to to be able to speak truth into things that you may be experiencing whether it be job loss, whether it be you actually coming down with COVID-19, being isolated, the effects of isolation, the effects of not being able to connect and do your normal days, the the effects that will flow on from this. We need a battle plan to be able to overcome this, and the battle plan is the truth that speaks into that situation. This list highlights not only the Bible that shows the power of love, but the hope that we can rely on in the dark times. So, pen and paper, make sure you write this down. This is highlighting the knots in the Bible. Yeah? Afraid not. This is not. All right? First one is angels at the birth of Jesus. At Luke, in Luke 2.10, it says, Do not be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Next one is Jesus saying, Why? He came. In Mark 2.17 it says, Is it not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick? I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. We are not of this world. In Matthew 4.4, in Matthew 4.4 it says, Man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In Matthew 6.13, you keeping up with me? Matthew 6.13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Next one is going to be on your battle plan, is Matthew 6.19-20. It says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Matthew 6.34 says this, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, 
for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Second Corinthians 5.17, oh, 7, sorry. For we live by faith, not by sight. Second Timothy 1.7, it says this. For God has not given us the spirit of fear in Timothy. And just as Jesus prayed to God and also, and consequently it's also our vision for this year for Penrith for 2020 and beyond. Not my will, but yours will be done. Will there be good news out of this? Well, we need to turn to the Bible again for this. And in Ephesians it says this, in, in, in 2, 8 to 9 it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. Not, this is a gift. The grace is a gift from God. In Galatians 2.16 it says, Not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 it says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3. 1 to 2 says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Second last one for today is James 1 4. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And last one for this morning, this is your battle plan as we go into the, the unknown in the next couple of weeks, is Galatians 6.9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We need to not be ashamed of the name of Jesus in this time. The power of the gospel. It's the gospel that brings salvation to everyone that believes. Like the first century believers in the book of Acts, we cannot stop talking about what we have experienced, what we know and what we have heard. We need to share it so that it can become contagious. The hope that we rely on. Last verse that I'm going to, uh, second last verse, sorry, second last verse I'm going to leave you guys with in the Bible. I want to start getting the worship team to start getting ready and we're going to finish off in just one song of, uh, of worship just to be able to finish the service this morning so that we can reset and move on. It comes from Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I'm going to come down here so that they can sit up at the back there. <laughs> we are different of this world. Our minds are not conformed, but they are transformed so that we can do the will of God. We live by faith not by fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. We shine the light, we do not hide it. Second Corinthians, this is, this is the last verse that I am leaving with you. 
and then I will be praying for us to be able to seek the light and seek God in this whole situation. Last verse is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 and 9. We know we now have this light shining in our hearts. As Christians, we need to believe this. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing the great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is not from God, not from us, is, is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven in despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. That is why we are not afraid. That is why we can look at the light, because we have a God that's bigger than us. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. www.cofcpenrith.org.